Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live. All right. Welcome, welcome, everyone, once again to Bible study here at the House of David. This week, we are discussing 1 Samuel chapter 29. Almost done with this uh, book here. We've got two more chapters in this book. Uh, 1 Samuel will be complete. We'll move on to other things. All right. So let's go ahead and give God some praise real quick. Amen. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father God, we, we give thanks and honor to your, your heavenly name. We thank you for your might, your glory, dear Lord God, and your everlasting power. We pray in the name of Jesus right now, dear Lord God, and just ask that you touch each and every individual on this, on this line today, dear Lord God. Bless our hearts and our souls, dear Lord God, to be within the spirit, dear Lord God, to be as one. Nourish it, dear Lord God. Increase it, dear Lord God, in your word. In the name of Jesus, and we pray, dear Lord God, that our ears and our hearts and our mindsets are tuned in, dear Lord God, to you tonight to receive your word, dear Lord God. And whatever you will have us to receive, may we, we take it, dear Lord God, and dear Lord God, may we continue, dear Lord God, to have it grow within us. We pray for those who cannot make it tonight, dear Lord God, continue to pray for them. We ask for your divine hand upon their lives and their safety as well, dear Lord God, for everyone Throughout the, the night, dear Lord God, with the snow, dear Lord God, we know it can cause a little trouble, dear Lord God, but may everyone continue to keep their power on so they can stay warm in the name of Jesus. May you bless those, dear Lord God, out on the streets as well, dealing with the, the elements. In Jesus' name we pray and thank you. Amen. Thank God. Amen. Okay, so First Samuel chapter 29. Now, we, we find out. In the last chapter, you know, Saul still has not given up his, his, um, you know, his anger, and he's still after David in some kind of manner. But David still respects God's anointing as anyone should, right? So David is caught up, you know, between a rock and a hard place in chapter 29, right? And... The Philistines, they're gathering to go to war against the Israelites. But however, David and his 600 men, they're in camp with the Philistines. So, and there's one particular king uh, of, of a, a sector of the Philistines. David kind of is like he, under a vow to him to be his bodyguard. So where he goes, David must go. So as they're going to this war, he tells David, okay, let's, we're getting ready to go to war. Get your men together. We're getting ready to go. And as they're getting ready to go to war, it's kind of like what you see on TV. You know how you always see those um, video clips of the Soviet Union, the old Soviet Union, or you see North Korea, and they have the, the soldiers marching by, the leaders. Yeah. That's exactly what they were doing. So as they're marching by the leaders, David and his men are taking up the rear. 
So when they come by, the Philistines are like, wait, wait, what, what's that dude doing here? We know who that is, and he's not, he's not one of us. And so they're like, you know what? We don't want to fight with us because who's to say he won't turn against us in the midst of the battle, right? Now, if you recall, the Philistines, they have a history of trying to trust the uh, um, the Israelites and getting getting stabbed in the back. Now, I'm going to read a, a passage from you from chapter 14. Chapter 14, verses verse 21. Now, some some Hebrews that were here, like it says, moreover, the Hebrews who were with the Philistines before that time, but when he was going up against a, a war against the Israelites once again there, uh, who went up with them into the camp from the surrounding country. So they were encamped with them, just as David was. They also joined the Israelites who were with Saul and Jonathan. So the, so the um, reasoning for the Philistines not wanting David to go to war with them was because they've been, you know, stabbed in the back before by Israelites who were supposed to be on their side. Now, Again, this is divine intervention for David because he God didn't intervene there. He he allowed those guys to flip the switch and go fight for who they wanted to fight for. But David was like, "Well, I got to vow with this man." And knowing David, being a man of God, he's not going to break the vow. But then again, he's not going to fight against his own people as well. Yeah. So what <laughs> what does David do? What does he do? You know what Christ said: "You can't serve two masters because you'll love the one and hate the other, or despise the other." And yeah. that's exactly what's going to happen here. If David goes through with this, he knows where his heart truly is, and it is for his people. He's already been anointed king for these people, so he's not going to fight against them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So now here comes God intervening, right? God tells, tells the uh, Philistines, hey, don't let them fight with you. You know, puts it in their hearts. And so now David's pretty much out of this. He's you know, he's found a way out without having to do anything. But what does David do? Do you guys recall one time when David went in and he, you know, just to make sure they didn't kill him, um, when he hid out with somebody else, he started foaming at the mouth and all this other stuff? Remember that? So David, David, you know, he has this acting career going on, right? <laughs> so he has this acting career going on. And what does he do when... When God delivers him from the from the dilemma he's in, and the God tells David, you know what? They don't want you fighting with us because you know of the situation. You may turn you know turn against them or whatever. So David, trying to keep face, tries to manipulate his way again. It's like, well, wait a minute, I want to fight. So it's his way of going like you know because some people are like okay, no problem. They would just walk back. Maybe like, well, then that might have been true. So in order for David to get them to believe that he wouldn't turn his back, he kind of argued against the very thing that was getting him out of the war, even though he truly didn't want to fight. Yeah. And so, you know, he puts on his act because he truly doesn't want to fight it, and he knows what they're saying is right, and he's thanking God, you know, for, for, for delivering him out of this, but he still has to put on this act you know, for this king of uh, uh, and Akish. And uh, and so 
we get in here, and we, I'm going to read a few verses. And uh, in verse 3, because I want to point out a few verses, because in verses 3 and 4, and I'm going to, I'm just jumping back to my storyline. It says, then said the princes of the Philistines, what do these Hebrew hear? And Achish said unto the princes of the Philistines, is not this David, the servant of Saul, the king of Israel, which have been with me these days or these years, and I have found no fault in him since he fell unto me unto this day. And the princes of the Philistines were wroth with, that, with Achish. And the princes of the, of the Philistines said unto him, Make this fellow return, in other words, go away, that he may go again to his place which thou hast appointed him, meaning wherever you told him to go or wherever he stays, send him back. And let him not go down with us to battle, lest in the battle he be an adversary to us. For wherewith should he reconcile himself? unto his master, meaning Saul, should it not be with the heads of these men. So he's saying he's not going to stand fast with us. He's going to turn and stand with Saul because Saul, as being king, they, they, you know, in those days, is a master. That's what he is. He's the master of all his people. So they already know truly what David's going to do. It's been done to them before. You know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me, right? Yeah. So they're not falling for the okey-doke again. Just like, no way. <laughs> Send this dude away. We do not want him with us. You know what? We're going to win this battle without him. We're going to lose this battle without him. Either way, we don't want him with us. And then in verse 6, he says, Then Achish called David and said unto him, Surely, as the Lord lives, Thou hast been upright in thy going in and in, in and out uh, with me, and the host is good in my sight. For I have not found evil in thee since the day of thy coming unto me unto this day. Nevertheless, the Lord's favor thee not. In other words, the princes of the land do not want you with us. And so he, in, in, in other words, he not only sent David back, but he also released David from his service due to him. Because, you know, he, he brought David in from, you know, when Saul was pursuing and allowed David and his men to stay, so David was indebted to him. Yeah. But at the same time, at the end of this, cha at the end of this uh, chapter, you see how he let David go. He says in verses uh, 9 through 11, and Achish answered and said to David, I know that thou art good in my sight as an angel of God. So even though the Philistines didn't believe in the God of Israel, he paid homage to God by knowing that this is the God that you know David believes in, and he made that reference. Notwithstanding, the princes of the Philistines have said, he shall not go up with us in the battle. Wherefore now rise up early in the morning with thy master's servants, that I'll come with thee, and as soon as ye be up early in the morning and have light, depart. He's telling them to go, go about their way. He's letting them go. So David and his man rose up early to depart in the morning to return into the land of the Philistines, and the Philistines went up to Jez, Jezreel. So he's telling David, 
just going about your business. And and this is a good thing because you're gonna see in the next chapter, which I think next week is Mother Faith delivering, um, where this all turns out and David being released from this you know, this service due unto this king, it, it is it is a great thing that God has done because now he can go on to do what he was anointed to do. Right? Yeah. So in in all, the thing is, you can't serve two masters. You just can't do it. Right? And then and then with, with David being so true to his word, God knew this and God had to help him out of this double jeopardy that he was in. Because yeah. he has vows to two men. And he just could not come to the fact to say, I'm going to break one of these vows. Because one has to be broken. But David being the man that he is, that would have tore him apart. But we know where he more likely he would have went. He would have went with, with his people. Because he was the technically rightful king uh, to be. And uh, so why would you destroy what is yours? Yeah, that, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then on the other hand, you still want the respect of the man who saved your life from the yeah. man that you, yeah. <laughs> from the other man that you have a vow with. Yeah. You know, so you don't you don't want to rub him the wrong way either because you do owe this man something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How, how would any of us feel? If one of our good friends came and saved our lives, and then the moment something jumped off, we stab them in the back. Yeah. You can't tell me next time you saw that person, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna have some some downright feelings for them, right? Yeah. Right. They they're gonna get a, they, they may get more than a mouthful. They may get a fistful from some people. <laughs> well, that's just the way it is. But they they didn't knew like I just can't do this in his heart. He had God so deep in his heart that he just couldn't break his word. And it's through no fault of his own that he owed this man, but through Saul uh, being, being his king, he was already entrenched in that, in that, in that vow. And, and then for a person to save your life, just as Christ had done us, we can't turn our back on, on Christ. He saved our lives. He gave us salvation. He gave us the opportunity to live again. Yes. Yes. Right? Amen. So how, how are we going to break that vow? Yeah. So this is a dilemma David is, is facing. You know, I owe, I, I owe it to, to the man being a king, then I owe it to, to the other man for saving my life. And it's and it's a a hard um, hard you know pill to swallow, but this is where we have to be careful with our words and you know swearing on anything. I don't mean curse words, but swearing on anything, you know, can get you in a whole lot of jeopardy. That's why God said not to do it. Exactly. Because when you swear, I mean, you are making a, a serious covenant with something when you swear by it. 
you know, when when God swears, like like when God swears, only thing He can swear by is by His own name, just as you in the scriptures, because there's nothing greater. So He has to swear by His own name, you know, when when He when He deals with us. But for us to swear, and you know how we say, you know, I swear, I swear to God. <laughs> yeah, we say it a lot. But we gotta be careful with it. Yeah. Because you will bind yourself into something and then you break that covenant and then God looks upon you and is like, You swear by my name. Yeah. That you was gonna do a thing. And you broke it. Yeah. So by God's name, everything's established, but when we break it, you make his you 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 in other words, it's a blasphemy. You you use yeah. his name in vain. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, you can't, you know, you can't, you know, <clears throat> use God's name and 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 curse in the same sentence. Well, just saying his name without a curse word and breaking the promise is the same thing. It's just that bad. Yeah. yeah. It's the same thing because that's all you did was pretty much mock the name of God and mock who God truly is. Because God is of his word. We as humans, we break our word every day, every minute. We, we, we you know, yeah. we walk on this earth, we, we break some kind of promise. You get a job, you tell, you, you, you tell, you know, you get that job and they say, hey, your, 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 your hours is, are from eight to five, you get that at eight thirty. Did you not break your promise? Yeah. When you got your yeah. driver's license, you said that you will obey the traffic laws. When it says speed limit forty, do you not go forty five or fifty? Ah, uh, yeah, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we break our promises every time. Even even if it's a simple thing of paying your bills, you say, hey. I pay you when the bill due 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 date is said, and the next thing you know, we five days late or uh, thirty days late. Broken promise. Yeah. Because we put our name down, saying that we we're gonna do a thing. Yeah. And we break these promises, like I said, every day. We don't even realize it. Telling your kids they can have something or do something, I'll take you here, and you don't do it. Yeah. It sounds petty, but this is how God views things. When you give your word, you live by it. You you have to stand up to it. And this is the thing that he knew of David. David gave his word to both of these men, and God's like, man, you don't put yourself in a pickle. Now, I, I got to get you out of this. Because he knew that, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> he knew David was a man of his word. Because he knew some way or another David was going to, be in conflict in the middle of this war, trying to work both sides. Right? That's why Jesus said, you can't serve two masters. You can't vow, you can't swear to God on on two things and and, and come out okay. Something's going to be a lie. Something's going to be, a covenant is going to be broken. But we do it, and it's so engrafted in us these days that we do it without blinking. We just 
hey, get in, get in my car. I'm not going to stop at the stop sign. I'm just roll through it. You know, I'll pause a little bit, but I'm not going to stop. You know, things we do. Just the thing, yeah. the, small, the small, simple things in our lives that we overlook. Not to say that, you know, we intentionally do them, but at the same time, we need to be more careful about how we are operating on day to day. Because it's a slippery slope. We walk. And then the next time you want to try to give your word, no one takes your word because it's not worth anything anymore. Yeah. That's why people say my word is bond. Yes, it is bond because you bonded yourself to something. That's the whole meaning of that phrase. My word is bond. I guarantee you what I tell you to be true. I will fulfill what I said I will do. Yeah. But God is the only one who can truly fulfill what he said he can do. Because the Bible is out. Yes. somebody next week I'll, I'll have your money you may, may, may not make it to the next minute <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah. Yeah. anything happens you know tree fall on you something some crazy happens you don't know yeah. and like I said it's, it's, it's not always through you know us intentionally need doing it something truly may happen when you can't hold your word up you get into yeah. a, a unfortunate accident and you end up in the hospital when you was try to go fulfill that word that you yep. promised and something happens. I get it. You know, it, 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 it's like it happens, you know. But it, w- where was your heart at the time? If your heart was truly set on doing that thing, God can respect that. And I'm pretty sure man can respect that. Yeah. But had you just not been on your way to fulfill that, yeah, that's yeah. a problem. It's a big yeah, problem. And we, and we we have to look at this in our daily lives because, like I said, we, we build a tree of deceitfulness every day. It's a, it's a branch growing on every day when we, like I said, the simplest things is telling your kids something and not doing it. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's serious, even though it seems petty, but it is serious because... It helps you get in practice. The more you truly try to make sure everything you say is fulfilled, just as God does, that's 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 our mark. That's what we should be aiming for. Everything that I say, I'm going to try to make it so. And like I said, things happen. Don't 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 get stressed out and like, oh man, I didn't do it. And like, next thing you know. You know, you're pulling your hair out of something. But don't go through all that. Don't stress yourself with it. But at the same time, you want to try and do a little better. Yeah. Right? Try to do a little better. Okay, I see my faults. I see them here and there. Okay, I can try to work on this one this week. And when I perfect this one, then I move on to the next one to better myself. You know what I'm saying? Don't try to take on the whole gauntlet at one time. That's that's where we fall. You know, it's kind of like as... People say they're going on a diet. 
where you try to tackle everything at one time. The problem with going on a diet, there is no actual plan. You say, I'm going to eat these foods this way, I'm going to do this this way, and then in five months I should be here. But the problem is you haven't faced the fact that you have issues within yourself that you need to correct before you can even go on this diet. Because you said, I want to go on a diet, but you love chips and, and, and cookies. You, you need to fix that problem before you go on a diet. You understand? You need to fix that problem before you go on a diet. So that diet is your way of saying, I'm going to improve myself, which is great. But there's also improvement before the improvement. You need to deal with the intangibles of everything that you're dealing with and say, I'm going to work on this. I got I, I love cookies, so I'm going to try to cut back on the cookies. I'm going to try and go and get uh, sugar-free cookies or you know, gluten-free or whatever it is you want to do. Try to cut back and say, I'm only going to eat one cookie a day or whatever it is. However you got to do it. But you try and work that problem first. We try to go through the whole gauntlet at one time. I'm going on a diet, and they say, you know, what they, always, they say, what, 90, like 80, 90% of diets fail because yeah. people, yeah, they, because, they, because they, they always break the diet because there's no preparation of the diet. You still got bad habits you're dealing with, and you're trying to diet. You try to keep your word, but you still got bad habits that you're dealing with to keep your word. Yeah. yeah. This is our dilemma that we deal with on a daily basis. We're human. We're going to make mistakes. The question is, will we identify them? And when we identify them, do we try to work on them? Are we just like, yeah, I know know how some people are like, yeah, I know I got that problem. That's just me. Well, don't let it be you. Change it. Yeah. That's just, I thought it just said you got a problem. That doesn't do it. You know, starting to work on it. <laughs> right. It's, it's crazy. It's like, why are you just saying something about it and not doing something about it? You just told me you got a problem. Okay, well, what are you doing about it? Okay, so that we established that. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, it's all about, you know, just recognizing yourself. David recognized himself and knew that he was a man of his word. Hi, Hello. <laughs> so in being a man of his word, he is trying his best to fulfill his word. Because, you know, back in those days, if you don't fulfill something, your name is mud. It's out there. It's out there that... David don't feel his promises. So when he goes to be king, who's going to believe anything he says? Who? When he goes to try to make alliances with other countries, who's going to believe him on his word? So David's telling this, tell, telling this, telling this king, uh, uh, Kish, I, I need to go to battle with you because I said I would be there to protect you. I, I said I'd be your bodyguard, and therefore if you're going into battle, I definitely need to be there for you because it's war. Somebody's going to be swinging a sword at you, point blank. Yeah. So I need to have you back. And yeah. by the grace of God, 
the other kings of the land like, no, we don't want him with us. So David being a man of his word, or like I said, even being cunning about being David, he argues the fact of why he should and why, why they shouldn't send him away. But, again, if you're going to be a man of your word, you got to be a man of your word. And we, we all got that to work on. We all got that to work on, but it's nothing to beat yourself over, you know. We got our shortcomings here and there. Again, the question yeah. is, will we start to work on them, or will we just let them fall to the wayside? That's the question. Yeah. So, but I'll leave the floor open. I mean, I've read the scriptures, so um, and well, I'll open the floor up for discussion. And that's that's the way. Sometimes we wonder why um, some stuff happens, and mm-hmm. God just comes through. Sometimes you, you don't want to go on fight yet, but <laughs> God just comes through behavior to put that stumbling block to say, hey, don't let this guy go. But as you, as you read it, um, in order for you to not to look so, so like, small, right. you speak of yourself. Even though in your heart you really don't want to do it. <laughs> right. But you just want to think of yourself, why, why, why would you want, wouldn't want me to go and fight? Mm-hmm. You know? But as you, when you read in the scripture, they're like, listen, this guy has been, you know, fighting. If you take him down there, I don't want this guy to turn his back and us and start to fight us now. Mm-hmm. As we talk about when they say David killed them, <laughs> they don't want that, you know? Right. So, yeah. So, um, but when I was reading it, I never know that, um, you know, when he was talking about David, he didn't want to go fight, you know. And um, it, it, it's been great because in, 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 in life now, sometimes you're going through some stuff right now mm-hmm. and you don't really want to do stuff, but as you say, the Holy Spirit, see what's going to happen mm-hmm. and just cut, cut it off. You right, know? right. Cut it off from there, and then as they tell them to listen, you got to get your army and just leave early in the morning. Not 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 leave twelve o'clock. Early. You got to leave early in the morning. Get on up and go. Come, you guys got to leave early in the morning. Take right. your men that you come here with and get out. Right. No. Yeah. But um. Been a, it's been a walk for him where each day he, he learns different mm-hmm. stuff, you know. Right. And um, he was with the, the king there for a while, that he's been, been a good servant to him. But now they realize, so listen, he got, we're going to go. Yeah, the time they're done, we're going we to go up against his own people. So if we go up against his own people, then. Trust me, his mind may be changed, and then he gonna he gonna kill us all. Right. So in order for us to not have that, we just have to be more clean. Yeah. Just release him. Yeah. Just release him. Yeah. Just release him. So yeah. So he's he's free. He's free from that bondage there. So. Yeah. And and as sometimes too. We need to be released 
sometimes stop. Sometimes um, we hold it up so much that we don't want to let go. And there's time for us to go, to let go of it. And we just hold it on. And then when we go there, then guess what? Stuff happens to us that's not supposed to happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, so we got to know when to release stuff, you know. Yeah. So. Yep. Amen. 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 Another thing again, um, pastor is um, you know, baby goes back to the question, what do we do? So you know, sometimes it's something we have done. Right. Like said again, it's just it is like that mission for him has been finished. Right. And you know, God was getting to be prepared for the king, the, the kingdom, mm-hmm. because in a short time now. You know, so I'm gonna be removed. So it, it seems to me like he was kind of, um, you know, getting comfortable under a key. Yeah, yeah, getting so, too comfortable, yeah. you know. Right. So, so uh, whenever we get too, too comfortable in the kingdom, God has kind of just said, God just said something. Yeah. He couldn't understand why. Did, did I ever do anything wrong? But it's not anything that they might even say, I know that you are even like an angel. But nevertheless, the other um, thing does not favor, the Philistines does not favor you, but you have to go. So I, I believe, you know, he was getting really a little bit comfortable there because Saul has stopped tracing him now. So he went there, the one was kind of, you know, relaxing again and still. Even though he's a good warrior, it's not every family supposed to fight either. Right. So this one was not for him. You know, so sometimes we gotta understand what time is and when it is done that it is done and we don't push um against what that is doing. So you know, um not only did um I think the Lord of the Philistine was threatened by him as well because of his past. You know, so definitely he did not agree because he never knew. And I don't think even David could trust himself either to go out in battle because he would just start here. So, you know, he just got to understand when God said no, he's no. Yeah. yeah. And he, he's working on now, way too, when as mom says something, it's something to say, yeah. Um, where is... um. Saul's soon gonna be out of the way, mm-hmm. and yeah. if he go, if he did go, and he started to kill, um, the Israelites, Saul soldier and so forth, then the people of that uh, city will go against him too. Yeah. Now remember, so listen, David, how would he be our king? Yeah. Why would he be our king? And then he come in and kill us, and then you know. But God was there prepared him for the battle for him to be a king. So in order for him to not go against the people, then he has the the king able to you know turn on him and say, listen, let him go, let him go. So that that was that was very good to yeah. see your God has everything marked down yeah. in, in order. Yeah.
There's another route where we're supposed to go, and that car that you make at that route where you're never supposed to go, then I'm going to abuse you for you to not to get the chance that you're supposed to get. Right. And God already cut off everything to say, listen, don't go there. Get, get him out, get him out. So that was great. Yeah. One of the things that I want to point out is that sometimes in, in life, because we're human, is that um, the Bible tells you in Psalms, I think it's Psalms 23rd, um, the, uh, it's the third verse that he needed to be the path of righteousness for his name's sake. And for David, it would not have been right to block them at their vulnerable time. Because they're so dumb that, they, that the core of a man would fight for his own people. So even though he, he, he would have gone in, it's it, it just like even if you go up against your mother to fight, like you see somebody killing your mother, there is something on it. There's a loyalty that deep on the inside of you. But it just comes to be that godly is, is a path of right standing. Like as a kid, I don't want that against you because when it goes against you, it goes against me because you are my servant. I have been saved in you. I have been keeping you. I avoid you. And if you do this, either way, if he does it and he is being faithful to that king and going to war against his own people, it's not going to be right against his own people. And if he goes in with the king and then turns around, turns his back to help with other people, it's not going to be right for the king. And God is a fair God. So I believe that one of the things we sometimes when we are in situations sometimes, God will, God will make a way of escape for us. You know, will make a way for us, escape for us because his name is at stake. You know, his name is at stake. And sometimes, even for myself, you have been through something and you know God pull you out before you could really get dirty or before you could really do it. You know, Like we said, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Dishonor the name of the family and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did I say? I believe that was God to the intent of your heart. He will, he will help. He will, he will come to this God. He will, you know, allow you to, um, to, to, whatever that word is. Who's saying yes? Who's praying to the Lord? That's Jordan. (laughs) Jordan, right? (laughs) Amen. Amen. Shout it to the mountaintop, little man. (laughs) Amen. But that's that's the whole point is, you know, it's coming to the realization and and knowing, because you have to keep a record mm-hmm. of your vows, right? Yeah. As you say to people, you have to keep some kind of mental record of that. Yeah. Because yeah. if you if you don't have any kind of record of it, you're gonna go and just, just like David. Now I'm now I'm committed to five different people, and you know how we always said, oh my schedule is booked or I'm double booked. It's because yeah. you're not keeping notes of what you have already committed to. And that's what we need to get better at is the the, yeah. the actual bookkeeping part of our 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 vows and our promises and, and everything else that we, we do uh on a daily yeah. basis. You know, okay, I, I told John I'll be over his house at two o'clock to do this. Then I told somebody else that I'll be over their clock house at this time to do that. And you can't make it. The window's too small. Why do you think the cable company give you four hours? You sitting there waiting for them. They didn't know. Hey, you know what? Give me four hours because this one job I'm doing may only take me 30 minutes, may take me an hour and a half. But guess what? If I run into any kind of situation that's going to overrun me, I can still make it to you in the same time frame I told you. Because why? I told you from 12 to 4. Now, I get to my first job at 8 o'clock in the morning, right? And it's just, it got me doing all kinds of stuff. I got to go and rewire everything, and I got to do this, and I got to do that. Next thing you know, it's 2 o'clock. So I don't spend six hours on this one spot, right? Yes. That's okay. Because you didn't overcommit yourself. Why? The cable company told you from 12 to 4. So they still got two hours to get to you. Yes. Even though you waited all day, <laughs> they yeah, they yeah. kept their word and they got you. That's why they give you this, such a big window, and people hate it. But it's not overextending themselves, and they're living by their word. Yeah, I told you this, and I did give you this. Yeah, we complain about it, but they're doing exactly what we should be doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. And then it eliminates stress as well because sometimes when you overextend yourself, it comes with so much stress mm-hmm. of you trying to make this, that, and that other thing just because you want to say, you know, I get it done or, you know, I was here or there. But then in the midst of that, sometimes as well when you overextend yourself, you know how when you said that in every encounter it should be pleasant and wonderful and sweet because it's in that sometimes God, you translate God 
And then sometimes you overextend yourself. You forget the hellos, the highs, the yeah. kisses, the hugs, the listen. The, to be in the moment, to even see what's happening and enjoy that moment. So it's really important. And I guess one of the points that this goes back to say is that no, no, no. God is not an, um, like the author of confusion. Right. Yes. Because in, you see... Again, if David had gone to do this thing, he in that moment didn't realize what was at stake. But because God could can see the whole picture, right? And that's where grace and mercy sometimes deal us out. Because we sometimes can't, we, we're human, we can't see the whole picture. And you're telling this book, but somebody said, and you, in all your heart, you want to do good, and you want to be good, and you want to be this and that and the other to every man. But you, yeah. you, it's not humanly possible sometimes. Right. It's yeah. not humanly possible. And, but I believe that as we practice love and patience and kindness, and practicing um, staying in this, the presence of God, that... Um, even when we are overextended and just like David, God provide a way of escape. And the, the man, which was very wise, even though he wasn't under God, but it's just like he was so wise to see that, you know what, somebody didn't even know what he signed up for. Mm-hmm. And I know he wants to keep his word, but it would not be wise. It's like the Holy Spirit used him at that time to send David away, which works in is favor yes. and works out to be the the best decision. So, in in all of that, again, no matter how careful at times we try to be, the the whole matter of this thing is left up in the hand of God because we saw how God just put all things together for His good, right? Yeah. In in this and um. This week, I'm reminded of God's grace and mercy, because sometimes when I am not reminded of God's heart and his grace and mercy, then I too can fall into all of these different things that I'm not supposed to be a part of, you know? So with this scripture, it just reminds me that, you know, in much as you try and you want to be in this and that and where, where, God God is in control, and he allows, Nadine said it earlier, God will allow something so that you will know and prove to yourself that it is God. Mm -hmm. And thy will be done. Because good, bad, or indifferent, thy will be done. You know? Right. You're kicking and screaming, but it will, will be done in your life. For his name's sake. Right, so that is it for me. Amen. All right, tell it to him, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Get it, sin. <laughs> amen, amen. But no, it, it is a valuable lesson, like I said. When, in, in, yeah. Sometimes we can't stand the decision that is made for us sometimes. Uh, like like you said, uh, so maybe you get fired from a job or something like that or something really bad happens. And like you said, we, we have that train of thought to say, okay, this person must have done something for this to happen. Uh-huh. But sometimes it's not even that. 
I've seen people lose their jobs and they've absolutely done nothing wrong. They, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it, it just is the way it is. Yeah. But at the same time, God is moving you out of the situation because he's saying you, you gave a vow. You gave that vow. Now let's move on. Let's move on from that. Let's move on to something greater, better, greater and better. And and and, and brother Conrad said the best. Sometimes we we can't see the full picture. We can't see beyond, you know, um, two feet in front of us. Yes. Two feet. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 Farther than your nose sometimes. Right. Yeah. 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 But it, it, yeah. it's, it's just God is like got this whole thing planned out, and we're fighting the plan because we of what's going on. We we think everything is for the worst, and next thing you know, it's for the best. Like like David was in this this dilemma. Okay, I made a vow to this man. I'm going to fight for him. I said I would, so that's what I'm going to do. They say no, no, we don't need you. We don't want you. And he's like, well, what did I do wrong? Did I something? Is there something I did? Something I said? What, what's going on here? They're like, no. We, to be honest with you, we just can't trust you. But it's still nothing David did. David didn't do anything in his past for anyone not to trust him. There's nothing he did in his past for, for have anyone to have that doubt of trust from David because he always stood by his word. But the issue was, People previously, as we read uh-huh. in chapter 14, that were Israelites, just as David was, turned it back and stabbed the, um, the, the Philistines in the back. Mommy. One war. So now a perception is led by the people. And here comes us today. We scream and shout Christian, and people look down on us, in a very bad way because of things that have been done in the past. Nothing as to what we have done, per se, ourselves, but for what has been portrayed in the past. See, this is what David was dealing with. Somebody portrayed a way in the past and did a thing, and because he was of those same people, they were like, well, he's going to be doing us the same way. So let's get rid of the, rid of the problem before it becomes a problem. But David never yeah. was the problem. So they, and so God yeah. intervened and think, and it, it's kind of like you, you thank God for the people who did do what they did in the past. Because yeah. without them doing that, David doesn't get out of this situation. Because they don't have no reason to think not to trust him if that never happened. So, yeah, yeah so you've got to thank, thank God for that. Yes, we need it sometimes. Right. So, yeah. You know, he's like, oh, man, this person lied on me. I don't lost my job. Yeah. And then next thing you know, <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Thank you. You thank you, I lost my job. <laughs> oh, my God. Let, let me, yeah. and, and, and I know Summer's not here to, to contest for something. Mommy. And this whole time, Summer, Summer's been working with this company she's been with for, like, 13 years. She's been there for a minute, 13, 16 years or something, something like that. So, well, Summer always said she never wanted management. And I said, you need yeah. to get to management because eventually you're going to get in a stalemate and your career is just going to stall. And she's like, well, I don't yeah. want it, I don't want it, I don't want it. And lo and behold, 
this happened like six, seven years ago. The company got bought out. Her, her, you know, her company, she, she get, got bought out. It's United Health, something that she works for, right? Uh, yeah. And when it got bought out, all the middle man- management got laid up. Wow. Now, here's Summer sitting here. She's like, oh, thank God that I, I didn't get that, you know, because, you know, it, it, the, the funny thing is she she had this issue where all of her ideas were being stolen, you know, all the hard work she was doing was unappreciated, and the people that were in the company less time than her, had less experience, were getting promoted. And she was like, even though she didn't want it, she felt a way about getting passed up. Yeah. But at the same time, those people who passed her up were part of that bunch. <laughs> Got let go. Not saying it's a bad, a bad, good thing that people lost their jobs, but what I'm saying is, for her, wow. that was her saving grace. Yes. You understand? Let people yes. treat you bad. Let them talk bad about you. Why? Because God has the final say. Amen. Hey. Amen. Amen. He has the final say. David could have vowed to ten different people. God has the final say of what vow is going to be completed and what vows he's going to cut loose. Wow. Uh-huh. And the vow thing, though, is very serious, yes. Pastor, because I remember distinctly when I was. I wanted to go back to work, and I said, God, I need two years. If you just give me two years, then what what I will do with fireworks. And (laughs) it was so funny because I I keep knowing that two years was coming up, but I couldn't see my exit. It was just getting harder and harder. But I asked for two years, and it's like, what happened? It's just like it gave me two years and three months. I would have, two years was in November. I was there for two years and two months, and I, there was no clear plan for me at my will, knowing that it's the end of two years to say bye. Because it just, I just kept getting deeper and deeper and deeper in. But then God, God, and it's like when it happened, it's you ask for two years, right? <laughs> just when you're going to get, like, caught up in the moment, it's yeah. two years. Right. Right? And remember what you had said about what you had asked me for prior to that. Mm-hmm. So you understand, and sometimes God does that. Because you don't even know what's good for yourself, you know? Yeah, exactly. So he literally, like, I, I, I remember even saying, thank you, God. No, not you look at the big picture. For somebody to really kick you out of something, because they actually kick you in because of, of something greater into your greater destiny. Sometimes you, it's just that it's human tendencies. You wanna, you wanna do this. You wanna do that, and you don't even understand that you are outside of the will again. Mm-hmm. You understand? And yeah. unless God literally put His hand on you and free you, the 
said he leads me into the path of righteousness. Again, for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He is with you, right? So even though it looks like you're going to be dying, you're not going to die. Yeah. And you're not he's gonna he's he's there with you and he will provide for you. Yes. Because he's in control. Yeah. Yes. And sometimes he has to because as Brother Conrad said, we don't let go sometimes. Mm-hmm. Who knows? It, when yes. it's time for you to go or time for you to let go, you feel like, Oh, I can do this for another ten years. And God's like, No, I need you to move now. I need like what if Abraham never left you know, the Chaldean, um, uh, where he was, you know, what if he never left there? What if Abraham was like, you know what, I'm going to stay here for another three years, then I'll move. God said, no, yeah. I said now. And because you don't want to do now, God has to make the now happen. Because sometimes we are stubborn in that way, and God's like, look, I know you promised this, but I, that promise has been fulfilled. I need to do something else. Christ is the same way. Christ goes to the cross. He don't need to try to hold on and cling to life. What? <laughs> what good does that do? What good does that do for the purpose that He came? If He's still up there trying to hold hey. on to your life, hey. God said, "I need you to do a thing," and when you're done with that thing, move on. And if you can't move on, then I will help you. And I will push you along. You know, I, sometimes you, you, you know, you stay at the pool and somebody's on the diving board, they don't want to dive in. You have to give them that little push. <laughs> I just give them that little shove over. Yeah, just like, listen, here, let me help you. <laughs> right? But sometimes we need that push. We, we, sometimes we need that little motivation. And, and you know, yes. and unfortunately, sometimes it does get us in a, a moment of despair, but not for God because he's already got it worked out. But now we're in panic mode. We don't know what to do, how to work it, you know, how it's going to work out. What am I going to do with this? I got this coming in. I got that going out. We have no idea. Our mind is just all over the place. And God is like, settle down. Calm down. Breathe. Right? God is telling you to breathe. Yes. Breathe. (laughs) Breathe. Breathe. I got it. It's all worked out. I just need you to go sit down there, meditate for a minute so I can talk to you. Yes. We try to figure out on ourselves. We forget that we got the help me, which is the Holy Spirit, that will try to tell us what needs to be done. We don't get no quiet time because our mind is so, so, so noisy. Our minds are so noisy. And we just burn out too fast so we can't even hear God because we're too burnt out. Yeah, I hear yeah. Because that's the responsibility when we take up on ourselves. Sometimes God don't even give us that responsibility, but we take it out. Right. And that's us, even though it, going the extra mile is a good thing, and sometimes it's a bad thing because, again, that goes back yeah. to overextending yourself. You know, we try to do a thing too good sometimes when yeah. all I need is this. Now, what, yes. what, what Christ was, came and told everybody, hey, I'm here to die for your sins, and everybody believed him, and he just went to the cross. There, there's, yeah. there's no story behind it. There's, there's, there's nothing to help you truly commit 
to Christ now because it's like, okay, he just killed himself. That's what you would say. Some crazy person just went up and killed himself and said he was the son of God. There's no proof, of, you know, there's no miracle spurt, there's no raising from the dead, you know, there's no resurrection. There's no process, right? Exactly. There's no process. So it, you can't just, okay, it's all done. All right, that's it. But no, you have to, you have to establish something. In order, in order for you know for for the testimonies to be there, you know there's a there's a you know there's death, there's a resurrection, and there's life, and everything that we do, you understand? So the thing that you commit yourself to, there comes an end point, right? There comes an end point, and then there comes a resurrection of you and God saying, "I got something new for you." Yes. And then during that resurrection, you've been taught that in Jesus' resurrection, he was teaching for another 40 days. Same thing yes. with us. The Holy Spirit is trying to teach us something. So when we move on to the next stage, we're prepared for it. And we're not stressed out or worried about what's going to happen because the Holy Spirit has already reassured us of what needs to be done and how to go about it. But, again, we overextend ourselves. We make commitments we can't, can't fulfill. Amen. Amen. You know, such is life. Like I said, it, it's not knocking on us. That's that's human nature. We try to, we truly try to get things done. We want to be people of our words, but that's where it gets us in trouble. Yeah. Right. I can I, I can only do this. Anything else, you have to wait three or four days. You know. You know. You wait on that. <laughs> <laughs> Today is not your day. Right. It's not. You know. You 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 call them like man. My AC just went out. It's in the middle of summer. It's a hundred degrees outside. My AC went out. Well, we can get to you in the next four or five days. I, no, I need like six days. <laughs> right? I need to fix now. I don't need to wait four or five. I got kids. I mean, we're not sweating up in here, man. Right? That's all they can do. That's all they can do. Uh huh. <laughs> we have to understand that too. Because we, we, we become people pleasers. Not to do. And and that gets us in trouble. That gets us in trouble. We always sit there and say, I can do this, I can do that, I can do this. You know, you try to go down a game and they do it. And we're all guilty of it. There's there's no, no perfect person. We're all guilty of this thing. And next thing you know, you can't fulfill it. But the people who you didn't didn't fulfill it for, yeah, they're talking bad about you, but they don't really got somebody else to do it. But now you're so stressed out about it that, you you, you know, next thing you know, you're sick, you're in the hospital, you're taking medication. You know, just, you know, if you don't, you don't realize all this stuff can cause ulcers. It can cause ulcers. It can cause uh, stress upon you. It can cause uh, it can cause um, strokes, heart attacks, all this stuff can happen just because you overextended yourself so much that you're worried about fulfilling something that you can't and being something that you, you are not. Because we didn't work as I said before, we didn't work we didn't work on us before we committed. We have to work yeah. on us. Before I commit to a diet, I have to work on me. Then I can commit yeah. to the diet. That's the only way you're gonna get through it. You can't just yeah. and then, Pastor, yeah. another thing. What is the opportunity cost 
Yes. Of you committing to something because uh, nine out of ten times is for children. Because I can write a book on that. Right. The children and the family get the the, the piece of it. You know, it's at the expense of you being a wife, you being a mom, you being the best sister, the best friend. You know what I mean? Right. And sometimes the cost is not worth it just for you to take it off and say, I got it done. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 And that's, and that's the truth about it because, you know, there's, there's other people in our lives that are affected by, by our, 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 you know, commitments here and there, you know, point blank, just like, you know, when I was in the military, anybody in the military, if you're married and you got kids, your family goes through it. Your family, yes. that's a commitment you made. You signed a paper saying, I'm going to do this thing for the government four to six years, and they're in it with you. For, they, it's like when you sign your name on it, you sign their name on it as well. Because now they have to help you fulfill this commitment. You know, yeah. the wife is trying to make sure you're not stressed out at home so you can go and do what you need to do and, you know, that she's trying to take care of the kids. And when you're gone for a year, she's trying to hold things together. You know, it's hard. you you got to love when, you, you know, man or woman, you miss your spouse for a whole year or even longer sometimes. You I know. think we're trying. I think we're kind of going through that now, right, husband? Yes, yes, wife. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but no, it, 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 you know, and it's the unfortunate thing is some people are not as strong-willed as others, and then things happen. You know, that's when messiness starts in the in the family. You know, the arguing, the complaining, the bickering, the the disliking and all this other stuff. You know, when I was in the military I had this one guy who I worked with. He was he would get in earlier than anybody and he would stay later than anybody. And everybody's like, What what's the deal with this dude? Why won't he just go home? Right? And the dude, one of the guys who worked with us, who worked with him the longest, you know, they were friends and everything. He's like, he didn't like his wife. He didn't like his wife, so he substituted his family life with work. And he'd rather be at work than to go home. And when he left from the job, he would go to a bar or whatever it is he would go to before he went home. He was hoping by the time he got home, his wife would be asleep. Oh, no, that's better. That's how bad it was. I'm like, it, it, but that's what I'm saying. When we overextend ourselves, we got to think, it bleeds, like Sister um, Debbie said, it bleeds into the family. It bleeds into the, uh, our loved ones. We have to consider yeah. that as well. Because you got, you got to remember, when David's running around here, he's got kids and he's got wives as well. So don't you think they, they it's yeah. on them like, oh, we got to pick up, pick up camp and run again. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> like, come on, man. It's like, you got to be kidding me right now. Like, yeah, the dude saws back out of the game. We got to go. You know, it's like, goodness, man. Yeah, you always to be, to be quiet. You're going to get it. Right. Goodness, man. I, I just put the, put the stick down in the ground for the tin. We got to pick it back up. Come on. <laughs> but sometimes that's the way it is, guys. We just got to, you know, we got to buckle down and make sure that we don't, you know, 
you know, live our word the best we can. Like I said, we're going to falter here and there. There's no shame in that. But, again, you try to improve yourself and live by your word. What you say you're going to do, you try and do it. And don't overextend yourself is the bottom line. Amen. 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 Anybody else before we close out? No? All right. After just as your closing prayer, um, I would like to talk uh, regarding um, the church that we went the other day. So maybe I don't know if you want to close out first, and then you know those jump off, and then I talk to you about. It. Yeah, we'll talk. Oh, and, and speaking of, I don't know how many people on the phone and how many people here. Um, wanted to change because we we got we got the permission to. Change the time of going to church to 2 p.m.? Yeah. Okay. I really yeah. want to do that because, again, I worry about the kids, especially on school nights, getting home so late, and they don't even get time to unwind. You know, yeah. so we drag them house, it's okay, to bed you go so you can go to school tomorrow. So it gives them that, that time at least to, you know, kind of unwind. Um. Our, our kids go through a lot with the with the scheduling we have. Um, yeah. And you know, as good as they've been, you know, we got to thank them for that. Um, but I, I I truly believe we should stick to this two p.m. to five. Okay. Um, so when it said Pastor, when it said two p.m. to five, what what time church start? Two p.m. and what time the church start? Finish. Five. 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 So, so we eat for another. Yeah, it just everything moves up, moves up a slot. That's all it is. It's like instead of starting at three, we, we you know we do uh, uh, Sunday school at at two to two thirty. Then we start you know the, the regular uh, program and um, for that hour and a half, and then that um, last hour is dinner or whatever. And okay, we should be out. Okay. So. Uh, yes. I, I, I yes. think that's. I think that's. I think that's. A, it's a good time for us. I mean, wish we could yeah. have a morning service, but however, uh, we we got what we got, and we thank the Lord for it. Yeah. But um, you know, when I had the meeting with them last week, um, uh, they 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 said two o'clock was okay, and they they they're, they're absolutely fine with that. Okay. So. I will make sure I'll, I'll send a text out because I don't know if everyone is on the line tonight, but I'll I'll send a text out to everyone letting them know the the, the time change. Um, I think some people may not like it, but I think the majority will. Yes, I think it's yeah. good time. Yeah, I think the majority will. Now, only only thing I worry about is the feedings on the Sundays. Y'all yeah, may want to consider oh. doing that on a Saturday. That's the only thing I think about because that's going to be pressing. Yeah, because you done like what twelve? Yeah, you done by twelve, and then you, you oh, barely got time to go home, go home and get get ready, and, and just you running out the door. That'll be hard. And the feed, and that that would have to be scheduled too, or exactly, Tammy. Yeah. Anyway, Pastor, regarding um, the church that we visit, because maybe, you know, it's anybody, you know. Yeah. Um, 
um, the pastor wife called me today um, yes. about the timing, but she didn't want to know too because I told her she was and do we start. So I was telling her about the new time as well. Right. But uh, regarding to um, Easter Sunday, they yes. never looked into the matter that it was Easter Sunday because they planned to get the church to come to our church. Okay. But um, the, the members reminded me that they already set their program for Easter Sunday. So they were saying they didn't really want to be at the anniversary, but they not going to be able to. Okay. okay. Because it's fall. So it's fall. That's a good thing. And the Easter Sunday, right? I think we're so right. they are thinking about coming on next Sunday, and I told them that I would let you know what I was saying. You know, right. we think it would be okay. We would really like to have them that day. Right. But if they're going to make it, it's okay. They come another Sunday. Right. Yeah, I, I think we ran into that problem, the same thing with my family. When they, they realized it was Easter and, and not the, the week before or something like that. And um, I think we're going to have that problem with a lot of people. Um, yes. So, um are, are we going farther, faster, or could we ship it? We could ship it. The, 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 the question is, how many commitments do we have that are, are you know, set in stone? If we, if we don't have any commitments set in stone, then, yeah, we can move it. Because I think some of the things that we are going up against is other people, they're, they're, um, they're Easter Sunday. Right, that's so what I said. Slash Resurrection Sunday for their their body uh, and kind of family life, so right. it's clashing with with this. Right, right. That would actually help with with um with uh, Apostle Jerusha too, because she was in a conflict as well. You, you know oh. that. So even yeah. if we did move it to the next week, then that would work for her. The next week, okay. Mm-hmm. All, right. All right. So let let's do that. <laughs> We, I have no problem with that. I mean, I, I think, I, plus it probably gives us extra time to get the kids in order with their stuff as well. Yes. <laughs> so, see? So let them know that it's the other week, Pastor. So it yes. The yes. Let, let them know it'll be the... The 8th or something like that? No, the 8th. It'll be the 8th. And, and see? God worked it wanna, out. Do you want to do it on... We understand it ourselves and God worked it out. Lord God, that we take this lesson, dear Lord God, 
and continue, dear Lord God, to apply to us each and every day. We pray, dear Lord God, that we make ourselves better for you, Lord God, and for ourselves, dear Lord God, to deal with others, dear Lord God, in truth, dear Lord God. As, as you say, dear Lord God, your word, dear Lord God, is truth, and we pray that we can deal in that truth. And we pray right now, dear Lord God, for each and every soul here tonight and those out there in the streets, Lord God, in the world, we pray for each and every person, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, for righteousness in their hearts, Lord God, and a mind that is steadfast on you and you alone, Lord God. We pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that each and every person, dear Lord God, continues to seek your Holy Spirit, that we continue, dear Lord God, to spread the gospel. And we pray in the name of Jesus right now, dear Lord God, for the many families out there that are lacking in any way, dear Lord God, may your blessed hand be upon them, dear Lord God. Give them the needs that they, they desire, dear Lord God, and give them, dear Lord God, the, the provisions, dear Lord God, that is needed to help them through. We pray in the name of Jesus, dear God, for good health for everyone. We pray, for, dear Lord God, for the sick, the lame, dear Lord God, the shut-in. We pray, dear Lord God, that you bless the hand of, of healing be upon them, dear Lord God, that you bless, dear Lord God, the caretakers in the name of Jesus. Bless their mindset and their hearts to care, dear Lord God, and not neglect or abuse those that are in their care. We pray in the name of Jesus right now, dear Lord God, and just thank you for all that you do for us. We thank you for the children, dear Lord God, and your blessed hand upon their lives and how you're working in each and every one of them. We thank you for them, dear Lord God, and may you continue, dear Lord God, to work in us to be good parents, good grandparents, aunts, uncles, mentors, guardians, dear Lord God, and we just pray and thank you, dear Lord God, for allowing us to take care of your children, dear Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You guys have a good night. Be safe. Pray in the light. Stay on. <laughs> some, I know, right? There's some heavy snow out there. Summer's car is like literally is up to her door. Wow. And I'm and I'm literally and I literally have no jacket on in 73 degree weather. <laughs> no, and happy for you. <laughs> She's a coward. That's so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so just pray like it's some heavy snow, so I'm praying that it, it, it doesn't, you know, knock down. Take up the wires. Yeah, take out power lines and trees falling everywhere. But you guys be careful out there. If you do have to drive, if you, if, yes. if you need a gallon of milk, I think you can be all right for a day. Just let it go. I know, right? right? Don't go out there for like a bag of chips. Right. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Amen. Right, please, please. You guys have a blessed one. All right, good night. All right. All right. All right. Call me back, love, on my phone. Okay. Bye-bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.